The Boundless Pursuit Podcast is proudly sponsored by Built Wild DNA. Fuel your day on the water in a constructive and healthy way. Energy and fitness supplements designed with the outdoorsman in mind. Get your physicality in line with your mentality and maximize your time on the water. Use promo code BOUNDLESSPURSUIT for 10% off of your next order at BuiltWildDNA.com. Welcome to Boundless Pursuit, a weekly podcast providing motivation, entertainment, and education to anglers and outdoorsmen. I hope that the stories you'll find here will encourage you to chase your passion more fervently, to open your mind to new opportunities and perspectives. Your engagement and feedback is critical to the growth of this show, and I would love to hear your suggestions on topics or potential guests. You can reach me at boundlesspursuitfishing at gmail.com or at my website, www.boundless-pursuit.com. That's where you'll find all related articles, media, and merchandise. Please remember, the show will gain traction from your support. Be sure to like, comment, and share this podcast to your friends and connections. I'm your host, David Graham. Now let's get on to today's episode. Today we're talking top water, and I think there's a collective enjoyment we all feel in the top water bite, so no one should feel left out of this conversation. And specifically, we're talking frogs and the frog fishing culture, because no one's ever seen a wake beaming through the pads or the grass line, only to explode on a plastic frog and been upset about it. And anybody that spent any time going down the frog fishing rabbit hole has probably seen the footprint that today's guest has made on the frog scene. Tom Best is the founder and the owner of the Frog Eaters brand. And Frog Eaters has become synonymous with the frog fishing culture. And it's been uniquely instrumental in tying in the passion that anglers have for a topwater bite across all divides. Bass fishing, snakeheads, exotics, and even unique species on the international scene. And Tom just built the Frog Eaters page as a way to share his interests, and it just exploded organically. No silly, gimmicky nonsense, and it really just tied together a wide array of anglers with varied interests and skill sets. And Tom and I just talk at length about frog fishing, what makes a good frog, and the way that it binds different anglers together. And we hit heavy on North America's snakehead scene that is just exploding in popularity and the way that a plastic frog has broken barriers down between diehard bass guys and snakehead fanatics, pulling different niches together that may have otherwise not found common ground. And during what ended up being one of the longest podcasts that we've done so far, Tom just shares some insight on where the Frog Eaters brand came from and where it's heading. Every angler enjoys a topwater bite, and therefore every angler should enjoy this podcast. This is Tom Best of Frog Eaters. It's like something stupid's going to happen, but we'll stay light on our feet if it did. But anyway, Tom, after about 10, 15 tries, I finally got you on here. <laughs> I'm here, man. I'm here. Um, but I knew it was worth the wait because, dude, I've been following the Frog Eaters page for a while. Um, you know, I don't know. It's 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 the recent interest in snakeheads that I've gotten since I moved to Florida like four years ago. And then a lifelong interest in Bowfin. But it's like bowfin, bass, snakeheads are all kind of synonymous with living those shallow pads, living in the swamps. 
something that might eat a frog. So I run across this frog eaters brand name and frog eaters like logo every which way that I go as an angler, just by nature of the kind of things that I'm interested in as a fisherman. And then so I realized you're like the mastermind behind this huge culture. I mean, you have amassed a big following on the social accounts. And I think you've done it organically, at least from what I can tell, without doing 100%. like without doing like, I don't know, like weird, corny shit. No, it's, none of that. hundred percent organic. Yeah. And it's like, it's one of the few pages that I see that's got, I don't know, it's got like 60, 70,000 people, but it's 60 to 70,000 like diehard members that are actually like individually entrenched or highly interested in the culture of throwing frogs for different kinds of fish. But man, just tell me where that started. I mean, did that start as a snakehead thing? I see the snakehead silhouette behind you. So I know it's got some snakehead yeah. influence, but I'm I'm curious if it was always, I don't know, a, a snakehead a brand. I guess you could call it a brand at this point. So, well, it, it all started uh, about five years ago, 2016 and 2017-ish. And uh, I've always, I was a big bass fisherman, still am, still love catching bass. I uh, was in clubs. I fished a bunch of local tournaments uh, down in the upper bay all the time and uh, loved every bit of it. And then uh, I've always been like a multi-species guy, though. Like, so I loved catching all kinds of different fish. So when the snakeheads popped up, to me, it was like, whoa, holy shit. Like, this is right in my backyard. We got these new fish. Like, what a cool opportunity. And, you know, everyone's saying, you know, you got to kill them. You got to do this. You got to. I didn't get involved in any of that because the spots where I found them, I mean, this was dead water for the longest time. Right? You might go there and catch some carp or some channel cats yeah. or whatever, you know, but but now they got these 30 inch fish swimming around that, you know, crush frogs. And um, so once, once they started coming around and I started really figuring them out, I, uh, I seen like, um, you know, there was uh, at the time, there was like a couple of Facebook groups uh, for, for snakeheads. And, and uh, but there wasn't nothing that was like directed just all about frog fishing. Right. So I'm thinking I'm I'm running going through Instagram and I'm like, oh, there's not a single page like dedicated dedicated straight to frog fishing. Yeah, this, this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. And and uh, so I'm like, hmm. So the that was always in the back of my mind. And I was like, well, and then I you know I've seen these other communities that these guys created with the swim bait community, which mm. is just out of control. And they it's so like you know friendly and 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 everyone so i was like man well this is i would love to create something similar but for dive frog fishermen guys who live for blow-ups who love you know who just can't get enough of it and and, and uh you know once the like i said was saying the snakeheads popped up and because i would i'll be honest with you before i even started all i wasn't the best frog fisherman you know i mm -hmm. I, I would miss fish all the time but there's something about that visual watching a fish come up and blow your frog, you know, it's, it's, it's just addicting. And I was hooked immediately. And um, so I was thinking to myself, you know, what, what can I do kind of put my name on things like this is, I'm, I, I think I'm pretty good getting pretty good at this. And, uh, 
And in the beginning, you know, I feel like I was really, it was like snakehead. I seen what was going on. Like snakehead fishing was starting to blow up, right? It was starting to, but I was thinking like, how do I, I don't, I don't want to make it just about snakeheads, but I do kind of want snakeheads to be like the, I guess the, the, maybe the main focus, but it's not the, the, the only focus, you know? Right. So, um, because there's a lot of guys who at that time, again, back, we got going back that snakeheads weren't as accepted as they are now. People are still like, you know, kill them fucking things. Yeah. They're eating all the best. <laughs> they're eating all this. They're, 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 they're killing all the wood ducks. They're doing, and I can go on and on and yeah. on. And again, like as a, as a, a hardcore angler, like that kind of, I didn't want to get into all of that stuff. There's a billion guys on social media that'll, try and beat that to death, you know, beat that dead horse over and over. Yeah. And it's like, this is, we're going on, like, come on, like still, there haven't been any, uh, any like solid, solid proof that they're causing the damage that we were led to believe that they would. Right. And I know it's still early, but it's like, you know, if you want to go ahead and kill them, you go right ahead and kill them. But, but anyways, back to the uh, whole frog fishing thing. So, you know, I looked at it as, man, this is a really cool opportunity. And th- these fish, you know, they're here. They're not going away now. So I was like, I might as well learn everything I can about them. So at, at the time when I started Frog Eaters, I was still fishing bass tournaments. I was in the club and all that. And I decided that, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to like just take a break and I'm going to focus on these snakeheads. And yeah. For like three straight years, I didn't target like another fish. I love yeah. flathead fishing a little bit. I would do my best thing occasionally, but it was like snakehead, 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 snake. And I could give two shits about throwing a chatterbait, a swim bait. I only throw frogs at them. Yeah. <laughs> like 99% of the fr- the snakeheads I'll catch out, out of the year have, are all on frogs. I know guys that love chatterbaits, love swim baits, love spinner baits. I'm strictly on the frogs for them. that's why i love them because the whole you know but we'll get into the whole sight fishing thing later but um, all right so yeah so uh um so there was uh a couple other groups out there and i'm not going to name their groups and i'm not going to name any names um and um one of the guys that was a member of that group uh i had i had mentioned something about um uh creating the first snakehead tour because back then there was no snakehead tournaments yet right so yeah. I, I mentioned and this group said hey let's uh create a snakehead tournament and da 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 well one of the uh administrators of that the admins of that group booted me for it because apparently he had the same idea in the works or whatever uh. so i was like yeah so i was like all right well you guys can kiss my ass i'm starting my own group so that's kind of how frog eaters kind of, I was like, you know, you want to boot me because I'm trying to, again, I, I always had this community kind of idea that I yeah. was trying to work, but I didn't have, you know, frog eaters wasn't official yet. And it was so funny because that day, a couple buddies and I, we go fishing. And at that time I ended the day I get booted from that other group, I ended up catching the first double digit snakehead that i think anyone's ever caught in pennsylvania <laughs> and and it was uh and and i was and my nickname for them at the time was frog eaters i would always say i, I freaking love these frog eaters because uh, i was yeah, having yeah. so much fun catching them 
And my buddy was like, dude, that's it. That's the group. Like, frog eaters, all about. And I'm like, yeah, all right. And like the next day, I started it. And uh, so I just, you know, I just was like, hey, this is it. Like, we got something cool here. And I'm going to run with it and just create this, you know, this community. So as uh, as I started doing it, and people started finding the page and everyone's sending me pictures. And so I was like, all right, well, I guess I guess I should get this going on Instagram, too. And it was really cool because uh, immediately when I started doing that, um, a whole bunch of people, you know, people that I've already followed, they see it. And they're like, man, that, this is a great idea. This is a lot of fun. And and then it just went from like, I'd get a few pictures every day sent to me to at the end of the week, I'm getting hundreds and hundreds yeah, yeah. of <laughs> fish getting caught on frogs. And um, so as the page was growing and the community, everything, excuse me, I uh, started to see a lot of the same faces, like, you know, and, uh, so that's when I was like, shit, mate, this would be cool. Like, maybe we create a team of mm -hmm. anglers, like-minded people that have the same passion as I do, that live for blow-ups, and, uh, you know, and we'll share each other's stuff, and, you know, we'll always, um, you know, tag frog eaters and everything we do to create that traffic. Yeah, yeah. And then when, and then I'll, when I share their stuff, you know, I do the same thing. I tag them and all that. So it's a good way to try and get ourselves out there. And um, so that's what we started doing. And and it, and it really started taking off. And, um, you know, it was going from like a, a gaining a few followers a day to hundreds a day and sometimes a couple thousand in a week. And um, and it was it was just awesome. You know, uh, before you know it, you know, when I got up to five thousand uh spro had reached out and like that's when i was like all right we're doing something cool here yeah yeah for sure and, <laughs> and spro wanted to do a, a giveaway and uh for our five thousand, you know and, and uh and then so that was kind of awesome because now it was like holy shit now like man we're making friends with some of the biggest brand names in the industry you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh so um that was really exciting and um like I said, at that time, like there was nothing that all I had to do was keep the fire burning, keep posting stuff. And it was just growing on its own. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it was it was so much fun. And 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 it still is so much fun. But to, recently, we kind of hit like a roadblock. I don't know if, what you want to call it, if we plateaued. I don't know if the algorithm or what changed. But uh, it's not as easy as it used to be because yeah. I used to we were just crushing it for the longest. And now it's it's like uh, it's not growing as as fast as I wish it was was back then. Yeah. Well, what can you do? You know, just keep on plugging along. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of the gist of how it all started and, and, and how we got it going. And um, it's been a lot of fun now. Five years, um, you know. You know, you name a frog company, I'm friends with them now. I've been, you know, yeah. uh, been to ICAST, got to personally meet all these people behind the scenes at all these different companies. Um, you know, it's it's awesome. I mean, I get frogs sent to me before they're even out uh, that I yeah. get to try, <laughs> you know, and um, 
like we mentioned before, went before we started recording, I even got the opportunity to work with uh, Mullocks mm-hmm. and design a frog. And um, that was always a dream come true, you know, for a guy like me who's addicted to frog fishing. I mean, I would just be like a, a basketball player getting their own sneaker or yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> you know, a skateboarder getting his own deck, you know, right, it's like, yeah. I, got, you know I, got, I got my own, uh, I got my own frog. Well, it's from somewhere right here. I thought I had, yeah, here it is. And um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And it's something that I'll, uh, you know, I'm super proud of, man. It's, uh, oh yeah. It's um dream come true, you know? And not only that, did I get, I also designed, um, I don't know if I have one here on deck here, but I also designed the very first snakehead pattern on a frog. So the very <laughs> first frog with a snakehead pattern, uh, northern snakeheads are, um, they eat, they're, they're, they're big time cannibals. So they eat each mm-hmm. other. Big snakeheads eat little snakeheads. Yep. The bullseyes and, will do the same thing. Yeah. Yep. 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 And uh, so I thought like that would be super cool. And uh, yeah, this, this color here, this is our, it's called Wicked Gill. Oh, yeah, that looks badass. So now yeah, describe I, to anybody who's not watching, like, I don't even know where to go with the colors on that thing. That That is that is so, an attractive lure right there. So my she, buddy, Mike, my buddy, Mike, he he uh, he came up with this one. This this is his design, this color. Yeah. It's called Wicked Gill. Um, and uh, it, the funny thing about Mike is he, it took him forever to get this right because Mike's colorblind. So, <laughs> so I know it's hilarious. It's freaking hilarious. It's, it's, it's hilarious. But, but, um, and Mike was like, like literally my, my, the, the, the snakehead one I designed with the, um, the, uh, one of the Lord designers from Mullocks, mm-hmm. we had it done in like a day and a half. Yeah. And I was like, this is what I want. This, he kind of, did a rough sketch, came back to me. I'm like, dude, that's perfect. Like, that's great. We were done. Mike, it took him like a, I don't even know how long, a while. But so, yeah, Wicked Gill, he, he wanted it a little bit different. He wanted the purple in there. And it, you could see the uh, the blue and with the red underneath. The, yeah. the bluegills down there, and he's from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. The bluegills down there, they have more of this red underneath of them. And uh, so he really wanted that. And uh, then the skirt, uh, we went through a whole bunch of different skirts before he he decided that this black and purple was yeah. the, the one. Now, and, and I did. We've gotten so many compliments on this frog. I mean, from you name it, uh, from professional bass fishermen. You know, oh, yeah. uh, Carl Jacobson. He he did a thing on one of his things of talking about this frog and and the colors we did. And uh, so that that was all really cool. You know. Yeah. It seems like, uh, well, especially more definitely with a snakehead side of things. I mean, it's got the eye appeal looks and color wise. I mean, if you walk past that, you're going to want to like take another look, but then at the same time, at least, at least with me at this point with the snakeheads we have, I almost value like the durability of the lure over everything else because it's like, hell, they just, they beat the hell out of it. Your older, like your older, more, I don't know, classic design frogs that were going into the mouth of a bass just don't seem to hold up to the beating that a snakehead can put on it. So how much of, how much of uh, that side are you putting in like input wise? Like, Hey, we got to bulk up the, I don't know, the materials we're using or, or what to, to increase. No, that, was definitely just, 
we definitely we definitely talked about that when while this designed this frog. And uh, the thing with the the plastics we used in this frog, it's it's really tough. And these things could take a beating. And I know exactly mm -hmm. what you mean. And, and and one thing I would like to say about that too is is a, a lot of times with your frog, especially with snakeheads, that the way they're taking a beating is when you're trying to remove them. Because yeah, those yeah. snakeheads, they got vice grips for mouth for jaws, right? So mm -hmm. when you're got your frog in there and you're trying to pull it out, a lot of times if they're shutting their mouth. That's when you're gonna when you're gonna cause the damage to your frog because a lot most of the time they're trying to swallow it whole just like a bass does. So it, it like what I tell guys if you really want your snakehead or your uh, frog to have its you know a longer life expectancy you gotta you gotta use uh, lip grippers or not lip grippers uh, <laughs> jaw spreaders on the snakeheads mm -hmm. uh, to get your frog back because uh, if you just go in there with your with your um, needle nose and you just start prying around yeah, and doing yeah. <laughs> all that you're gonna just destroy your frogs so i mean i'm not even bull i'm not even kidding you i have frogs i have a ton of frogs sitting right next to me i'm just looking for an example i have frogs that i've caught dozens and dozens and dozens of snake heads on and they've held up pretty well and and again too um you know uh lore companies hate hearing this probably but you know you get some mended you know, and, and you put a little bit of that mended on there, I mean, you could really ha save your frog and fish a frog for a long time. Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm fortunate. Um, I probably have about, I don't even know, 20 lifetime supplies worth of frogs. So I have a whole wall downstairs yeah. in my fishing room with a pegboard that's about, I don't know, 15 feet wide that just has like 200 something frogs brand new in yeah. the package. And then I have, then I have about, I don't know, seven or eight boxes just full of frogs that are opened up already. So mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave a lot of frogs away. I give them a lot to my friends. And again, like since I created that team, it's, it's cool. I was able to give them guys all free frogs. So yeah. it's, it's fun. You know, we get to, we get to try new things and, well, I want to talk. Yeah, I want to talk more about the team thing here in just a second. But I'm just, yeah. I, I, I love again. I, I don't know. I get hemmed up on the natural growth that you built frog eaters upon. Um, just feeding off of like people's. I mean, th the one thing about like a topwater bite is like th that is one thing. Like no matter like what the arena is, if you're a saltwater guy, if you're an offshore guy, if you're an inshore guy. If you're, you know, more classic sport fish type of person, or you're embracing these newcomers and non-native fish, it's like the top water bite is like a universally spoken and agreed upon thing that all anglers want to see. So it's like kind of despite those differences, everybody knows the most exciting way to catch a fish is seeing that top water blow up. So it's like you found a really unique way to to sort of tie a lot of different groups together, like around the culture of frog fishing. Where, whereas there was a time, you know, where I would have never thought you'd see bass anglers or like bass diehards even want to share space with a snakehead. But it's like both groups kind of like speak that same language of, of wanting to see that massive topwater hit. And at the same time, like when you're a bass guy and you're kind of like watching over the fence, like, you know, what the hell have they got going on over there? And you, and you see the way that a snap, I mean, I don't know, dude, like 
I, and I've, I've, I've been able to catch the Northern snakeheads and the bullseye snakeheads. And it's like, I, I can't even relate it to any other fish at definitely in freshwater, the way that they propel across the top of the water. It is such an intense, like tracking that they do for the way that they track a lure and smoke it. I, I think it's like top tier top water bite experience. I think the closest thing maybe in like inshore fishing snook will kind of do the same thing or the way a jack will take out a top water bait oh, yeah. man those snakeheads so it's like it's like an easy sell for guys that are like on the edge especially like the bass guys it's like man at the end of the day if like if you're like you're fishing for a fish but you're also like fishing for like a feeling like we want to get like that adrenal high that only that experience can provide and it's like the snakehead's going to give you the exact same high that that the bass will if not more because at least it's like the element of something new but dude like the frog eaters thing and to go back in the way that you i don't know your vision for creating it i like that you didn't get too like niche with it like this is only for snakeheads or this is only for bass so there's a reason why and and this is what i've i figured out really quick and, and and early on was that at the time when i created this the majority of people hated snakeheads so uh-huh. The thing what I would say was snakeheads don't sell. So if I were to just make it only about snakeheads, I don't think I would have ever grown to the where it is. So I thought like, hmm, this isn't a, a snakehead thing. This is a an any fish thing. This is a a fish that eats frogs. So if you're a fish and you eat a frog, then you're a frog eater. And like that's yeah. where I, that's where I went with it because I want it bass fishermen to be a part of it right i didn't want it to just be snakeheads and shit if you catch pike and that's your thing and you love catching them on frogs then i wanted you to be a them to be a part of it yeah or or, or even the guys in australia catching murray cod on frogs you know oh um, yeah yeah and like so or or the uh uh there's another badass fish down there uh in australia that they catch on frogs it's called Mundy, a, um, um... Barramundi, it's because of the S. Uh, it looks like a um a uh um I, I think I know what you're talking about. It it looks like an arowana, but it's something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Damn, one of those things. Oh, Saratoga. Saratoga, yeah. yeah. Saratoga. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> so there's like all these badass different species through all over the world, you know. Yeah. Several different species of snakeheads, both in, you know, all these different fish that love eating frogs. And I was like, you know, th- that's the deal there. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to just be a bass thing, but shit, if you're just a bass fisherman and you love, then, you know, we'll share your shit. Yeah. If you're, if you only love to chase bowfin or whatever your, your thing is, you know, that that's the beauty of it. Yeah. There's so many different. Definitely. I, I love the, there. I love the openness of the group because I think when you just like chill out in echo chambers and you're like only like, co- like only like collaborating and, and, corresponding with like like-minded people i mean sometimes that's cool that's that's fun but it's like you've given the opportunity for some of these folks to like w- witness the reality of how awesome like the other side of the fence is yeah. um so that's freaking cool but um and, and you know it's funny how you mentioned you know the snakehead perception that uh you know oh, how can you uh condone this non-native fish and i don't know man i feel like like those state agencies or federal agencies or whatever groups were out there really pushing that narrative when they first burst onto the scene, 
you know, a lot of those agencies, they put their name and their credibility on this claims that these things are, are going to destroy everything. And we need your funding to take control of this problem. And now that their name is associated with those claims, it's like, well, they got like, they're going to want to prove themselves right. You know what I mean? It's like, oh shit. Like we can't like be exposed as being wrong. But, um, you know, I think that's all in due time as far as snakeheads go. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I was, I was browsing the page even earlier today, just in preparation for this. I'm like, man, this dude has got people from all literally all over the world. But this idea, and you, you talked about this before we started recording. I'm like, oh my gosh, don't say too much. Cause this is getting like the juices flowing. Like I'm getting excited <laughs> about the idea of this <laughs> putting together like a team that's like, you know, everybody. And I love that. Like the froggy thing is almost like a, a virtual, like, pegboard or like photo board for people to come in and like send you the pictures in yeah. hopes that their photo will get posted up on the wall. It's like the digital modern day version of like the old photo boards and the old school tackle shops. But now it's like on a much more massive scale. I remember when I was a yeah. kid and you probably remember this too, you know, you'd go fishing, you'd anxiously wait at like the photo center of Walmart or whatever to hope that your photos on your disposable shitty camera turned out <laughs> And then you want to race to the tackle store and try to tack it up on the on the cork board. It's almost like frog eaters is the same thing. But now you're putting together this like sort of uh I don't know, it's a very diverse group. I love that you're kind of going the more like diversity route. Like look how diverse the culture of frog fishing is. So tell me a little bit more about this team that you've assembled or you're still assembling and like where that's going to go. You had alluded to like maybe some video projects, but like, let, let's say what like geographically, what parts of the world are represented so far with this group that you're putting together? So geographically, we got guys in Australia, uh, Malaysia, um, Hong Kong, uh, Canada, um uh Japan um and so a lot of the a lot of the guy Brazil yeah <laughs> uh uh shit I think there's one more um at one time there was like uh I think it was like 15 different countries Mm -hmm. at one time yeah but a lot of those guys a lot of them guys don't post anymore or just aren't as active and it was tough too because it was it, the cool thing is like we all speak frog fishing but you yeah. know some of these guys may speak portuguese i don't speak portuguese yeah, so yeah. We're, we're, we're using <laughs> google translate to talk you know like i'm asking these guys hey listen this is what i'm doing i'm creating this team and i'm sending it through google translate to see if they want to be a part of what we've created and um, it was really cool, you know, um, and and uh, some of them guys we lost along the way. But the team we have right now is, is a special group, uh, mm -hmm. special group and, uh, you know, super talented. And it's it's really cool because uh, like we were talking about a little bit before we started recording, um, what we're trying to do, what we're we got, we have a big project going on right now. And. Uh, so obviously, you know, we, we're all about frog fishing and blow ups. And there's all these different species all over the world that you can catch fish with frogs. Well, since we have this team of, of uh, pretty solid anglers all over the place, we're all gathering as much footage as we possibly can. And we're going to create this video where 
it's almost like a skateboarding video where each angler is going to have their own section. They get to pick their music, whatever, you know, all, all of that. And, you know, their, their name's going to come up on the bottom of the screen before they start. And um, so we're going to have, I have someone in mind who's going to um, do the, uh, the editing. And again, since we're going to make it, it's more like a film rather than a video is what mm -hmm. I'm shooting for. It's not going to be like a 10 minute video or it's going to be like 30, 40 minutes of straight blow ups from fish from all over the world, all over the country, you know, from ranging from bowfin, merry cod, you know, uh, several different species of snakeheads, of course, bass. We got a ton of guys down in Florida. Um, so it's, it's really exciting. And I've pitched my idea to a couple companies too. And about advertising and them have you know helping fund this project. Yeah. So we got a couple of companies on board. Um, excuse me, uh, which is awesome because paying a professional editor to do this kind of stuff isn't cheap. Right. And uh so that's gonna help with some of that. And it and honestly, it's not like I'm creating this to create something awesome. I don't give a shit if I make a single dollar off of it. Mm -hmm. Even like when I created that frog, like the money, like I did, that didn't even matter to me. It's it, what I'm trying to do is create something that's never been done before and uh, continue to do that kind of stuff, you know? So with this video, uh, we, we would love to create, we're going to come out with this first one. That's going to be like our team one. And then we're going to press our luck at this YouTube thing. You know, you're not going to see me jumping on there like some of these cornballs out there, but it's going to be strictly <laughs> it's going to be strictly action and blow ups. And, um, you know, when, again, not doing it to, to, to make a ton of money or nothing. It's just to share this team that we've created and what we do all around the world. And I think it's really special and like the vision we have. It, it, it's like if we can bring it to life i mean i am with what 100 percent positive like it's gonna be awesome like if if it if we can the way that we've been and i say we because i i've we pitched this with a lot of the team members we have our little meetings and stuff yeah if we can do it the way that we've talked about it and really just just dot like just nail it I mean, it, it's going to be big. It will be. I know it will. I've, you know, uh, I'm pretty in tune with the whole entire fishing world, not just yeah. frog fishing. And I, and like you mentioned before, uh, that universe, like something about that top water, you know, it's just a special thing. And I think that if we were to create something like that, where it's just dedicated to that, where it's these different, vi you know, videos, clips, from a whole bunch of amazing anglers from all over the place, you know, it's just never been done before. So it's, it's, it's in the works. We have all of our guys, you know, my, mine's done to be honest with you, my section, yeah. I have so much footage that I've recorded. Um, but, um, I'm still filming like just last week I was filming all week. Um, we, I was uh snakehead fishing and, um, I had one of those, I had one of those weeks that, you know, I'll never forget, which is, uh, which is awesome. There's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I might be bouncing around now, but, um, that's okay. <laughs> there's, 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 I, I don't want to toot the horn. 
I think I figured something out uh, early in the season, uh, uh, like with snakehead behavior, what they do, how they act, how they react to certain things. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this one of the spots I fish, there's a lot of fish there, um, but some real big ones too. Uh, I what, what I do is I paddle standing up from my kayak and I don't even blind cast. I just paddle around until I see one and I wear my shades and I, I have really good vision, but I, I, I guess that you could say I have a trained eye now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> some of the spots I fish, the water is so dirty, but I can tell a car, I could tell a snakehead from a carp, even if I'm 20, 30 feet away, mm-hmm. just from the silhouette. I could tell, um, you know, it, it's so weird because like sometimes you'll just, I'll just be, you know, just kind of just glancing over the pads and you'll just see, I'll just notice something that stands out and it's just two beady eyes looking right at me. And here yeah. <laughs> I got a snakehead five feet from my kayak. And it's, I, I can't tell you how many times that's happened where like <laughs> if I move an inch, that snakehead's gone. Gone. So it's, it's, it gets tricky, but it's like, some of the most intense fun fishing that I've ever experienced. And I've experienced a lot of different fish from tuna, you know, you know, you name it, you know, big stripers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all kinds of different freshwater species, um, giant trophy flatheads, all of it, but nothing to me is more exciting than sight fishing with a frog to see a fish make a cast and then watch that fish eat my frog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that. As far as I'm concerned, like that to me is the pinnacle of frog fishing. And in the early, in the early, in, in, when the snakeheads first start turning on, I've, I don't know if, I don't I want to say I discovered this, but what I've, what I've learned is um, with this whole sight fishing thing, there's this transition. I don't know exactly what it's. It's something to do with the water temperature, where these fish go from being super spooky, super skittish, where if your frog lands within three feet from them, boom, they're darting like a bat out of hell, just yeah, like yeah, gone, right. And the other thing that they're doing is they're tucking underneath shit, whether it's a, a fallen a tree limb, uh, you know a fucking a trash bag like i had one the other day there was a trash yeah. bag in the water it was that's south underneath florida it. that's south florida yeah. style right there yeah yeah <laughs> so so um there's you know you'll see them with their heads underneath of a lily pad but meanwhile the other 29 inches of their bodies hanging out the back of a freaking pad you know like yeah standing out like a sword stuff. but it, it, it's funny though what you'll what you'll see them do but what I've noticed is when that water temperature is still cold, like you could throw that frog, you can make the perfect cast and bring that frog right by their face. Sometimes your frog will scare them and they'll bolt or mm-hmm. they won't even budge and pretend this is a, a the snakehead and I'll have my frog come right over their head like that. They don't even flinch. And then it's like, as soon as that water temperature gets up around like 60, it's somewhere between, I'm going to say, 58 and 65, excuse me. I don't know the exact, like I said, I don't know the exact temperature, but something, something clicks in them. And they go from being skittish to being extremely violent. And I'm talking like, 
come out of the water with their mouth open, trying to come down on top of the frog and eat it. Yeah. I got footage last week of this one. I th- I'm I'm thinking it was between 10 and 12 pounds. It was a giant. It was sitting there, and its dorsal fins. At, sometimes they'll have their fins just sticking straight out of the water. I've seen that. Yeah, you've seen it. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's wild. So I'm like, is that what? Holy shit, that is one. Yeah. And I got this <laughs> snakehead. I got this snakehead about nine, twelve between nine and 13 feet from me. Let's just say, and. I don't want to move up a little bit more because I don't want to risk spooking this fish. Yep. But between the fish and myself, I'm stand, I'm in my kayak. I'm not even standing up all the way. I'm kind of hunched over. I got this big ass, lay, there's a lay down and a, mm-hmm. there's a lay down and there's a stick that's about uh, 10 inches out of the water. And I got to cast over that stick. <laughs> but I'm like, I, I don't want to blow this opportunity. Like, I'll. I'll deal with that stick after I hook this fish. Let's see what happens, you know? So I make this cast and every now and then it like, it's, it's tough. It's so hard. These fish will test your skills because where they like to tuck under, you got to cast and get your frog to go underneath of a tree limb or to go in between two. Cause if you hit the tree limb and you cause a ruckus above it, boom, they're out, they're spooking them. So anyways, I make this perfect cast and I start bringing it, so this fish gets a good look at it. And as and I was bringing it about a foot away from its face, when that fish locked eyes, like you, I could tell the body language because of the, 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 uh, the fin. Yeah. Sometimes they'll, they'll start moving, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this thing launched like, like a friggin' torpedo. <laughs> and it just launched and it tried to come down. It came out of the water with its mouth open and tried to come down on top of the frog. <laughs> And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I pulled away. I got excited, or if it just completely missed the frog. But I missed that fish. I got the whole thing on video. It's sick. Yeah. So then I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "You <laughs> son of a bitch!" You know, and yeah. I'm all pissed off. And I look right to my right, and there's another one, like six feet from me. And I'm oh, like, geez. "No fucking way!" <laughs> so I call this the dipstick. I just take my rod. I don't. Even, it's not even a cast. I just lean my arm over and drop my frog right in front of it. As soon as it hit the water, boom, and just freaking choked it. And yeah. six pound snakehead. I would have much rather caught that giant, but um, but yeah, it's so exciting. It's so addicting. And and I don't think there's a lot of people doing it the way that I that I that I do it, uh, at least not around here. Um, but I I don't know if, like I said, it's a it's a number of things. Like you need to be able to stand up. Cause you're mm-hmm. not going to see them sitting down. You're not, you need to have that. And I'm a tall guy. So, um, and the kayak I use, I, I put it in the seat. It has like 10 different settings. I put it all the way up. Plus I put a, one of them flotation cushions on it. So I get an extra couple inches because even sitting down, sometimes I'll spot them. And, uh, it's, it's, it's addicting, man, because like, if you can spot, you can spot them, you can do everything right. And they still won't eat it. But then you get, then you go on the days where you got the perfect sun. You you don't you don't have a lot of wind, so you're not getting blown all over the place. Yeah. Where you can just ha- have at it and just crush it. And uh, I'm thinking that uh, I've been looking at the weather. I'm going to get one of those days. The thing is, it's all you got to get to getting while it's good, because what happens is that I once this water warms up. 
those pads and all that vegetation starts growing and getting out of control. And then the sight fishing game's over for yeah. me because I can't get through all this shit. I can't paddle <laughs> through spatter duck that's growing two feet out of the water and be stealthy. You know, it's just mm -hmm. impossible. So it's not impossible. I still, I still get some opportunities, but um, like right now, man, like if you, were to see what I did last week. It was so much fun. And some of these <laughs> I saw all your recent photos. Yeah, they were big. They were giants. Oh man. One of them one had of them like the one of them looked like a I can't even describe it. It looked I don't want to make it sound bad. It looked like a dead fish. It just looked so monstrous that it looked like Dude. this this like I don't know like zombie murderous killer from hell. Those yeah. things are so badass looking. When they get when they get that big, like twelve pounds, and they're just solid muscle, yeah, they're a whole different creature. And yeah, and it's funny because if if you, when you go back, look at those pictures again, and look at one of the fins, look at one of the uh, the right fin, and look at the tail. What another thing that I notice is this time, he, well, it's it's just starting. Is um, they're mean. They're they're friggin' mean. Mm -hmm. So, and I think they're, I think they're kind of territorial too. Like if, they, if you come up in their spot, they're going to bite you. Uh, I've, I've seen, uh, I, I've caught so many with like fins bit in half or bit. I've caught them where it looked like it was just super like fresh because it was bleeding. Yeah. So, uh, but if you look at the, that one picture of the 12 pounder I caught the other day, that thing was chewed up. One of its fins was bit, uh, and you could, <laughs> clearly see the bite mark you know you can yeah. clearly see it it's a, a bite mark um but yeah it's they're 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 wild man and uh almost like exotic kind of you know and um and like i said the the spots that i have there's so many people that um you know like guys from my bass club that i used to fish with they don't even talk to me because oh he's a snakehead guy now like <laughs> don't put a label on me i'm a yeah. fisherman right you know? And, um, but, but anyhow, um, yeah, I've just, I've just became addicted to this whole yeah. frog fishing thing, especially the sight fishing thing to, mm -hmm. to be able to do that with a frog and film it is, is it's, it's, it's intense, man. I can't wait to share yeah. some of these videos that I've been stockpiling. I've been, there's, I have so many videos that I've never seen the light of day yet. And, um, eventually, hopefully we'll, uh, make it happen yeah it's funny how you describe your like your buddies on the the bass sides of things i i get that a lot too i have been marked as like the trash fish guy uh you know for, i hate that term you know or you know my thing is i love going bass fishing i'll go fishing for like smallies largemouth bass i'll do i do all of that but it's like i don't know it's it's easy for like this this uh conversation is a great example of it you know, like we talked about when it comes to throwing a frog, they're like, there's a, a lot of allure to the experience of throwing frogs for all kinds of fish. And we could very easily describe frogging for largemouth bass, but I don't know. There's like, there's, it's, I think that the, uh, what's the word for it? The fact that you're like, it's easy for snakeheads to kind of hijack the conversation because it's something different. Like, and yeah. that's, it's fun because it's like, it's something that not a lot of people are doing. There's like a level of controversy behind it. But, um, but I like the way that you're, that you just went through, you really like vividly describe 
like the experience, the reality of chasing snakeheads, because I've only come up and chased the northern snakeheads three times. I think maybe I came up a fourth time, but it was like horrible timing and we just we didn't get anything. So I just don't even count that. Uh, but I, you know, I remember especially my first time ever going up, and we fished them in Virginia in these like tidal rivers. And, you know, I, I came with like this, you know, idea that these are like the ones that made all the news. I'd already caught the bullseye snakeheads. But, you know, they weren't really the ones that got the big fame. Like, they're like when people think snakeheads in North America, they think the northern snakehead. Like, yeah. that's like that's like the one. So mm -hmm. I had this idea that I'm going to go up there and we're just going to be throwing frogs and they're just going to be like attacking everything with murderous intent. If it comes anywhere near them, they're going to like it's just <laughs> death, doom and destruction. It won't require a whole lot of skill other than just casting a lot. And man, like. I couldn't believe how quickly that species like destroyed that narrative. I uh, like, I, I have been so impressed by like snakehead fishing. Like what's exciting about it. Like you described is like, there's a lot more variables to it and a lot of more like inquisitive anglers, bass guys, especially value that style of fishing because it's like pe people want like a tactical approach. Like you want to feel like you're working against a, like solving a puzzle in a way that maybe like chunking a bloody chunk of meat on the bottom and waiting can't provide. And I like doing that as well. It's uh, I was really taken aback by how much like different variables there was from like, if the sun is high, you got to do this approach there being a tidal river. It's like, Oh, you got to take into account, like on a dropping tide, it's going to push the snakeheads out of the hiding areas. It's going to push the, 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 their main forage species there, I guess, are like these little killifish. It pushes them out. Those. Yeah, they are. And uh, yep. I was like, I didn't, you know, I had never thought about that, but it's like, you know, we really wanted to go on like sort of low light conditions on a dropping tide. Like everything needed to be right for like the prime bite. It wasn't like you just go out there and, and catch them. And then for me, like, I don't know, dude, like frog fishing, I love it. But I'll be the first to admit, I suck at it. Like, it's a style of fishing where you really have to, like, temper your nerves unlike anything else. Because you think about, and like you were describing, you're so in tune with your surroundings, especially if you're taking a visual approach. Like, you're so keyed in and locked in on everything going on around you. And I think more often than not, you're doing frog fishing in a more, like, tranquil setting where, like, the water's calm. You're maybe tucked back and, like, you know if nothing else, all the abundance of weeds and pads is going to break up the surface to where you get some kind of glass condition. So it, it can be peaceful, but like the, 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 uh, instant, like, I don't know, what is that? Uh, the like immediate change and it being from super tranquil, peaceful and relaxing to like utter carnage, like how fast that that tempo can change is where like I don't, I don't know, like I get separated from the pack because it's like, I get, I don't know, man. It's like I get too relaxed and too unfocused. And then all of a sudden, I'm not ready when that nice, peaceful, like, working of the water suddenly erupts into this massive explosion. And my nerves just aren't there. And I get, I, you know, I just, I just, I just set the hook. And uh, I don't know, dude. And like the, the, the northern snakeheads, have you chased the bullseyes yet? Have you done the bullseye thing yet? Not yet, but I'll be down. Uh, I'll be, I'll, uh, uh, nine days, I'll be in yeah. Florida. Now I can't speak for for everybody. I can only speak from my own experience. I've caught like I don't even know how many northern snakeheads, 10 maybe total. So that's not a lot of experience to really paint a big 
you know, to say anything with a broad brush. But dude, part of it's that I suck when it comes to like, you know, having the patience and 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 tempering my nerves to not immediately set the hook. But the other part, the northern snakeheads seem like they genuinely miss the lure like way more than the bullseyes. Like I was like noticing, like I'd be like working. We weren't using so much popping frogs as like a buzz style frog. Like I'd be reeling. They they'd hit five feet behind it. They hit like three feet over to the left. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? I was like, are they? Yeah, yeah. They're missing. Yeah. Like the bullseyes no, don't do that shit. Like when a bullseye tracks on a lure, it's they annihilate it every time. Even the ones that are like, you'll catch a twelve inch bullseye on like a freaking four inch frog. They just don't miss. But anyway, man. Yeah, I don't know why the northerns do that, but yeah, that I've noticed. I've, I've. It's so frustrating. It's so yeah. frustrating. Cause it's like, you know, you're doing everything right. And it's like, I, I'll even see them coming and it's like, I'll, I'll slow down a little bit and uh, you know, but you, you kind of keep, want to still keep the frog moving. Like a lot of times they don't want it to just stop. Like it's, mm-hmm. they're, you're going to get more of a reaction while it's moving. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, like you, you see them like hit it like 10 inches behind it. And then it's like, what the fuck you trying to eat like yeah <laughs> i don't know it's weird and then a lot of times too uh I, i've noticed like if they eat it like sideways they they don't get it they don't and they don't mm. get it well it's 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 tricky it is tricky um it's it's what i try and tell people it's all like it you know really tr- keep an eye on your frog at all times before you swing look you know make sure your frog is gone off the surface you know um Sometimes you just know that okay, they that was a good one there, like, and you can just swing immediately. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely a learning curve, you know. It's definitely a learning curve. Yeah. For for me, for for like I I I was easy. I was it was easy for me to transition from bass to snakeheads because I like catching big fish, and mm-hmm. where I live up here, right outside of Philadelphia, you know we got to work our ass off to break five pounds for a large mouth. So, you know, I got some really good spots around here and there are times where I can go like 20 times in a row and not break a five pound bass, you know, catch plenty of threes, catch plenty of fours, but like we really got to work our ass off for a five and shit. You want to get a six or a seven. I may, I can count on one hand how many sixes I'll catch in a year up here, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, but these fucking snakeheads are going up to 12, 13, 14 pounds. Like, you know, and I, I just, I, you know, I just love catching the giant fish. Who yeah. doesn't, right? So um, if only sturgeon ate frogs. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. No, so, what you need to do is like, man, I was watching one of those videos the other day. It's like, this, this is like the style of fishing. It's like, it, it's a guaranteed viral video. Like, I don't know if maybe you can recruit one of these people for this team you're talking about. Um, but those whales catfish. I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say that. Oh my God. Those so, videos never get old. Like that's so dude. wild. Get one of your dude. damn frogs in front of one of those things. Unbelievable, those no. videos. It's so funny you said that because last night my buddy and I, <laughs> uh, we just we we uh, we found a new flathead spot that I don't want to. I'm going to say that this spot gets like no pressure for flat. Like they 
they're there now. Let's just mm-hmm. say that they're there now. And uh, my buddy's like, dude, how the fuck are we going to get one to eat a frog? Like <laughs> they're, they're, they're eating swim baits left and right. Oh, He's yeah. catching these 30, 40 pounders on swim baits. Right. And I'm like, dude, they're not. He's like, dude, you know, they're doing it over. And I'm like, dude, that's a fucking wells. And they're a whole different fish. I don't know if a flathead would. I mean, maybe in the right situation. Yeah. But um, yeah, how cool are those fish, those wells? I did have a guy from Spain who was on the team. Um, But again, like I said, like uh, when I first started, at one point we had like 35 guys on the team. And then you just... People just kind of, they just disappear, yeah. you know, and, and these guys that from when I, that back in 2017, 2018, a lot of them, they just don't post anymore. And uh, so I, I don't know. I hope they're doing well, but I would love to have somebody on the team that can catch those wells on, uh, on, uh, on frogs and get steady wells catfished yeah. content. That, would that be like amazing. immediately got added to like the bucket list. When I saw, started uh, seeing those videos, I'm like, Oh my God, it's yeah. just weird. Like, and then they're like eating birds and stuff. You've probably seen the videos yeah, the where pigeons. they eat pigeons. Seen that? pigeons? Yeah. It's great. I know um, they do this weird technique out there where like they're in the inner tube They're Apparently they're really, really yeah. attracted to like surface, dis- uh, surface, uh, Whopper ploppers, uh, those, yeah. um, uh, what you call it, baits, the, um, Oh, they look like a little bird with like yeah, the little yeah, that, wings. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they you know, those. anything that makes noise. So, but a lot of those guys, they won't even use the topwater lure, but they'll get. I, I forgot what they call it. It's called like spelunking or something. But they'll take like this little like device, and it like they'll hit the water while they're in the inner tube, and it's a kapoom, kapoom. Like they're just like making a noise to bring the fish. It's such a weird species, but anyway. Wait, wait. I gotta tell you something since you just said that. I got a funny story for you. Yeah. It's actually, it's, it's amazing. So, uh, when back in 2000, I think it was 2016 or 2017, uh, something I discovered. So we all know that snakeheads are some of like the best fish parents in the world. Like they mm-hmm. are incredible at guarding their babies, right? Yeah. Uh, they will attack, they will attack, they will attack you if you try it. So one day I stumbled upon two giant snakeheads guarding their fry. And I love seeing their body language when there's a threat, you know, like I just mm-hmm. was kind of trying to learn like, okay, yeah. what are they going to do? What, you know? So, and I was trying to see like, okay, what, what do I need to do? to get them to go from being protective to being aggressive. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, one day I'm fishing in this spot and, uh, I'm bank fishing and do you, well, you're in Florida, so you may not know what I'm talking about, but we up here, uh, we have these, like where the parking blocks are, we have these little fiberglass rods that they put in parking blocks. So when it snows, the guys who plow, they don't plow into the parking blocks, right? Yeah. So they have these little sticks there, right? So I see one of them on the ground that must have fell out of one of these parking blocks and I pick it up. And um, so I see the ball of fry and I, I don't I don't want to hurt any of these little fish or nothing. So what I start doing, I take this stick and I start smacking the water right next to them, right? 
And I don't even know after like three or four smacks, like I know the parents are there. I can't see them. Right. After like three or four smacks, this giant just comes up on the surface and tries to bite the stick. Holy (laughs) shit. Like what the frick (laughs) just happened. Right. So now I'm like, okay, I got to see this again, you know? So same thing, do it again. And um, again, it, it happens like two or three more times, but I did, like I said, I was at the, I was on the bank. I did it uh, probably one too many times where the fish were like, all right, fuck this guy. We're out of here. So <laughs> they apparently they kind of pushed the ball of fry off. So I was telling all my buddies about it and they're like, yeah, you're full of shit. That didn't happen. Like, you <laughs> no, uh, they didn't come out and bite no stick out of your hand. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, you know. So the next day we go back. Don't you know, I go right to the same spot. There's that same ball of fry. And the parents, they're back right there again, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, watch this. And I'm like, wait, I got an idea this time. I, I go to my car. I have a net in my trunk. I get my net. I grab that same stick that I left on the ground. I tell my buddy, I'm like, listen, you're going to smack the water, right? You smack <laughs> this water right next to him. When this big fucker comes up, I'm going to net it. Oh, and he's man. like, dude, <laughs> this is never going to work. Yeah. He's like, you're full <laughs> of shit, you know? I'm like, dude, just hold it, right? And I get to my spot where I'm going to stand. I'm like, all right, smack the water. So he starts smacking the water. Dude, just like I said, this thing comes out of the water, bites the stick, and I just bit my net right underneath of it. And it was an 11-pound <laughs> giant snakehead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're, like, they're freaking out, right? They're freaking out. They're like, get the fuck out. So anyways, yeah, I developed, like, I, I learned, maybe I shouldn't have shared that with the whole world, but if you want to piss them off, you just take your rod tip and smack your rod near yeah. them, but you got to be careful because um, they will bite your rod tip and break your rod. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so when you said that knocking on the water thing, uh, that yeah, you made me think of that that story. Uh, I'll never forget that to the day I die. And and since then, um, I've caught so many snakeheads by taking my frog, or taking my rod and reeling it down to what's like three inches from the tip of my rod and just smacking the water surface near it. Yeah. It gets them fired up and then you can just, you know, yeah, a lot of people don't like that. Uh, but I, like I said, it's the sight fishing thing, watching their body language change something about seeing what a fish does and seeing how they react. I don't know. I love that. I, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's, a, that's such an intimidating thing. It's, it's funny because like, I don't like to like compare bowfin with snakeheads because it's like I don't. I mean, there's some similarities, but as you know, it's, they're they're just different, but they're yes. similar enough. Where the bowfin is the only other fish I've ever seen to do something similar to what you're describing. The only difference being is that only the male, only the male protects the fry with bowfin. Snakeheads, right. you got the double whammy. They're they're both you got the double, but yeah. um. I have to send you these videos. The bowfin's the only other one that I've ever seen to do the same thing. Well, they'll launch. They don't care if you're a human. They don't care if you're whatever. Like they, the male bowfin will launch itself out of the water and try to attack you and bite you. And I try to tell people that, and like you're making shit up, like you're sensationalizing it. But um, there's some crazy videos out there of them doing it. But but um, I, same same thing. So. After I developed that and after the net thing, following year, same spot, I go there, there's a there's a ball of fry. This one only had one parent garden. Maybe there was two, I don't know, but I watched them long enough, didn't see the other one. 
but I was messing with them. And this time I was using the back of my net. So my net had the long handle. Uh-huh. I was using that to smack the water. And I'm looking over. And as I'm looking over, because I'm fishing off of a ledge that's about uh, maybe 20 feet off of the water. It's like on the, it's a little rock ledge. Yeah. Like 20 inches off the, above the water, 20 or whatever. So um, I was kneeling down. I was kneeling down. There. So I'm looking over. And then next thing you know, as I'm looking over that edge, I see these, you know, the beady eyes of this. It was a big one. It was, it was a double digit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, that fish seen me and was like, I had enough for your shit. Come straight out of the water. Oh my tail gosh. Dancing, and snaps its jaws. I'm not even bullshitting it. Probably <laughs> like 10 inches away from my face. But when it snapped its jaws, picture taking two blocks of wood and smacking them together as hard. Like that, that's what it was. That yeah. click. I'll never forget that noise I heard with them <laughs> jaws snapping when that fish jumped out of the water at me. But yeah, so they're crazy. They're crazy. They're very protective. And um, they're fun, man. They're definitely yeah. fun. You know, I don't know. To, you to you want that like warrior like spirit out of a fish if you're gonna chase it on a lure. Yeah. It's like you you want to experience that fight like I don't know rod in hand. But um, yeah, the the snakehead parenting thing. I agree with that. It's it's funny because I don't remember where, where are they native to naturally, like, like southern Russia, Asia. Asia. Yeah. So I don't know if. I'm always like curious, like what are they battling or competing with? I don't want to say battling, but competing with uh, in their native waters that, you know, because I feel like, and I've read about this and I've observed this. It seems like when, you know, you always end up, you know, I don't want to make it sound like snakehead versus bass, but it's like, you know, you'll, it's like the largemouth bass is like the measuring point for everything else since it's like, the freshwater fish, uh, right? America's fish, whatever yeah. you want to call so it's it. Like, right? It's you know you you think of measuring the two against each other and then watching how they're actually interacting with each other now. You know the idea is that the snakeheads are just beating the shit out of the bass, bullying them all out, overtaking them, overwhelming them. But it doesn't seem like that's the case. And I remember the first year that I came up there to chase them, we caught more bass than snakeheads. And several of the bass we caught were spitting up snakehead fry. Oh yeah. Whoa. Oh yeah. Oh, I've seen. Uh, I got to witness that one day. Yeah. Again, same spot that I was just talking about. Um, where uh, I don't even know how long ago this was, but there was an abandoned fry ball, so there was no parents guarding it, or maybe there were. I don't know. But mm-hmm. anyway, I just I see I see the fry ball. So I start casting around, seeing if I could stir up any uh, any uh, snakeheads or anything. And as I'm watching this fry ball, boom! I see like a two two or three pound largemouth come in, and it picked off like multiple fish in one swipe. Yeah. Right. And then I'm like, holy shit! I'm, <laughs> I'm watching that. I'm like, because I knew like they they eat, but I never witnessed it, you know. Yeah. And then uh, as I'm watching it again, I guess uh two bass came in at the same time and they both, you know, and then shortly after that, there was crappies there eating them too. So, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, up here, I mean, I've seen videos of, you know, for the longest time they were like, Oh, they don't have any predators. They don't have, are you kidding me? I've seen ospreys flying around with snakeheads in their talons yep. all the time. I see turtles eating them. Uh, I've seen, um, 
uh, what was the other one? There was one recently. Um, blue Heron. I can't remember, but oh, I've seen the blue herons. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the, the egrets. Uh, all kinds of different birds that are eating yeah. them. Every predator uh, that eats fish, yeah. the, like catfish and all kinds of stuff. At least in Virginia, where the blue catfish is actually the real problem. Yeah, I had but, someone uh, tell me the other day, like, oh, you gotta Jesus, go catch dude. some. You gotta go catch some snakeheads and use them for bait for flatheads. I'm like, oh, number well. one, if it's cut bait, but number two, like, I'm not. Like, that's just dumb. Well, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, you don't um, travel with any live ones, but. It makes sense, though. I'm wondering if, like, where they're from, there's not fish, like, predatory fish that move in, like, schools. Because uh, the one disadvantage the snakehead has is they're sort of solitary. I mean, the male and the female might pair up, but what are they going to do when, like you said, a, a, a you know, schooly largemouth, like, little two, three-pounders, when they come working as a team, I mean, they'll overwhelm them. There's nothing they can do. So it seems like eventually the largemouth, I mean, that's one of those fish that's going to eventually, they're going to learn that pattern every season. I don't know if the two spawn at the same time. It's like, it's offset. So while the snake is trying. I think, I think with, with, so there's a whole, that's another ongoing thing with, with, with it. I feel like whenever they talk about snakeheads, they always give you the most drastic example. Instead yeah. of the more realistic one, like what could possibly happen. So apparently one time in a certain study, a uh, Northern snakehead spawned five times in a year. So mm. what the, what they tell everyone is, Oh, snakeheads spawn five times a year. It's bullshit. They do not. No, yeah. not up here. And I don't even think it's twice to be honest with you. I think it's once a year. I really do. I can't prove it. Right, because I don't have a tagged fish or a, in, a, in a in a area that I could. But but I don't think that they're out there spawning multiple times like like the uh, like we were led to believe. Um, maybe twice, maybe twice. You know, maybe twice. I could see that, and especially maybe down south more where uh, you know Virginia um, uh, where it's it's warmer longer throughout the year then yeah you know up further where i'm at pa new jersey area um but but um yeah that's a whole nother argument uh it's funny how they they like to do that uh you know like they're they're like they always said that they're going to eat everything you yeah. know well you they gotta mentioned- they, they've gotta they've gotta prove themselves right because there was a lot of bold statements made there early on it's like well shit what a, the alternative is look like a bunch of dummies that you know, it's like the boy that cried wolf. I mean, when the next thing comes yeah. along, you know, it's wolf. pretty funny how quiet they are now, you know, how yeah. quiet they are. It's like, oh, yeah. I, I just wonder, too, like how many thousands and thousands of dollars was wasted into their bullshit. Jesus. Uh, you know, like that kind of stuff. I mean, I get it, though. I get it. I could definitely see the harm. I could definitely see how there could possibly be a threat. I could definitely see why you would be worried. And I could also see, like, I do know that there are spots where snakehead, like, I know I have a particular, there's a particular spot in New Jersey where it's it's only snakeheads and bowfin now. Mm-hmm. Like, they legit took it over, and they eat each other. <clears throat> you don't find many bluegills anymore. No bass. Every now and then you might see, a, like, a carp, 
but <coughs> excuse me, for the most part, it's always snakeheads and bowfin, which is great because you throw a frog around, you don't know what you're going to get. Is it going to yeah. be a big ass? <laughs> matter of fact, this same spot, the uh, well, the state record bowfin was just broken uh, in New Jersey. Hmm. Uh, I believe it's 13 pounds now by this guy, Frank. Nice. Uh, he, yeah. And he's a good dude. Uh, it was held by uh, another guy. And apparently he, he lied where he said he caught it because the spot he caught wasn't uh public waters, but he still got the record anyway, because he yeah. lied. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so yeah, this, this particular spot, it's got big fish. It's got big both in rather. But they compete so hard against each other that I've noticed the majority of the fish are stunted. Like they're not, they're yeah. just not growing any bigger. So it's like once you catch, if you catch like a five or six pound snakehead or bowfin from that spot, that's a solid fish there. Yeah. And it used to be great because it used to be a number spot where you could just go and have at it, man. You know, you might go and catch, like I had a day there where I think I caught, I, it was incredible. I caught, I think it was like 29 fish or 26 fish on 13 different frogs. <laughs> so yeah, it started getting crazy. So I was like, damn, I'm like, I'm just going to switch up a frog every, every fish I catch now and just tie on a new one. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that day was awesome. Tons yeah. of bullfin, tons that, of snake kills. That kind of thing can happen with like any type of fish, especially though, like, you know, I've seen that kind of thing too with with bowfin is always a good example or even snakeheads or any type of fish that has the survival adaptation of of gulping surface oxygen oh yeah. yeah so i would and maybe i'm wrong but i'm just i'm assuming based on like my experience like bowfin i have like my numbers spots and like my loot which are usually my also my lure spots and then i have my spots where i might catch one or two and I, my, I'm not going to get them on. I mean, I can get them on lures. It's just like, hell, there's so few far between. You're going to, all you're going to be doing is catching bass all day, but they're going to be monsters. Like it, they're, there's like, I've got my giant fish spot and then like my number spot. And it's always, it's always the spots like with both. And everybody thinks, oh, you got to find the like way back tucked away, shallow, weedy vegetable, you know, vegetation area where it's like a swamp. I was like, well, that does work. But you ain't going to find the big ones there because it's like they go to a spot like that where there's low oxygen. Nothing else can live there. And if it does, it just they can't compete. They can't. So it's like that's an environment or like an like a controlled arena. It's usually like a cut off little, you know, shit house, little spot. And the bowfin just has the opportunity to proliferate because the bass don't want to be there. They just can't do it. And so I know the snakeheads have the same mechanism for survival so you know it's i get that it's, too like i i very seldom do i go to those kinds of spots for both in unless i want to play with them on lures i'm to a, i'm to a point now where i only want to catch big ones so i'm i go to like major rivers big lakes and i'm fishing in like i'm fishing for them in like 20 feet of water people are like oh you know you, that's like you got to go out in the shallow stuff i'm like sometimes that's true but, but yes i have a spot close to home where I just can't get them on lures and it's tough, but it's where I've caught my biggest bowfin. Mm -hmm. So I go there and uh, I haven't done it in a while, but we'll go with some either cut up bluegill, some shrimp or something like that and do the cut bait thing. And uh, I'll bring my kids along and um, it's fun, man. It's fun. I haven't done that in a long time, 
uh, because that other spot that I was telling you about where I catch them on frogs, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just like, it's funny how certain spots just line up for frog fishing way better than others, you know? And this, this particular spot, it's just, it's a frog, it's frog fishing paradise. It's just a shame (laughs) that it's just a shame that they don't get, um, any bigger, you know, like you gotta, the biggest I caught out of there, my personal best was an eight pound bowfin. That's my personal best for bowfin. And, uh, I would love to break that 10 pounder. And, uh, my last trip down to, uh, Santee Cooper. Mm, That's like where I was born and raised. That's that's my home waters there. Both in there are unbelievable. Dude. I seen the biggest boat. Like when I looked at it, I'm just like, I'm in my kayak and I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah. Cause it doesn't see me yet at this point. And, uh, I was just, I got a good look at it. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, dude, you gotta, I'm telling my buddy, Mike, he's pretty close. I'm like, dude, you gotta get over here. Hurry up and look at this fish. Yeah. He's like, what? I'm like, this is like world record, but like this thing was so, mm-hmm. I don't even know, man. Like definitely teens, definitely teens. Yeah. Um, it was 100%. a fucking giant, giant. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, and it swam away. And when I watched it swim away, I'll just never forget that, man. I was so happy that I got to see that fish. Wish I would have caught it. Were you on one I of the lakes, you... Lake Moultrie or Lake Marion? Uh, yeah, Marion. Okay. Yeah, Where... I when I was in, like, all through high school and college, my lived with my grandparents, and they had a lake house on uh, Lake Moultrie. And that's, like, where I really got, like, I mean, I'd fish for both since I was a little kid, but. Dude, yeah, like Marion's I, on top and, and Moultrie's, Moultrie's under, below, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mar- now, yeah they Marion. both have the same caliber of yeah. fish, but, uh, yeah, I, I caught a lot of double-digit fish off Lake Moultrie, but there was a time where I saw one. I'm, this thing was minimum 15 pounds. It was so big, I thought it was a grass carp coming down this grass line. Yeah. I'll yeah. never forget it. It was such a failure. And this is, like, where the difference is between them and a snakehead. Uh, well, there's many differences, especially the way that they react to lures, but yeah. this thing, I, I was on the other side of this, like, I don't remember what kind of grass It's like this tall grass. I, I now I'm in my boat, like sight fishing, same thing. Um, Lake Moultrie is great for sight fishing. There's a lot of it is sandy bottom. And like, so their dark bodies contrast over it real well. And I just see this thing coming. I'm like, oh shit, here comes that lake's loaded with grass carp and the oh, grass no. carp are a pain in the ass because when you scare one, you scare all of them. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, they, yeah. they scare everything, blow out the whole area. Yeah. I was like, ah, shit, it's a grass carp. And then I was like, holy shit. It was like, this thing looked like it was, you know, 36 inches long, maybe more. Yeah. Just yeah. colossal monster. And I had yeah. a spinner bait. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. This is like, this is my moment. I'm about to catch <laughs> like an unbelievable fish. And, um, and they're for me anyway, almost everywhere I've, I've caught them in seven different states. I've oh, never found them to be a fish that wants to travel like real far to go after a lure. And it has to be close to them. And I brought the spinnerbait right past his face. And it's just like, they're sort of like a snakehead where it's like when they open their mouth, it's, it's so abrupt. Like, you know, it's just kind of a slow moving fish, but like their ability to just go bam and like close on a distance of two feet or so is like nothing I've ever seen. So fast that sometimes you'll hear like an audible pop under the water yeah. like it's like yeah. they break the sound barrier under the water yeah, yeah, yeah. snakeheads snake do that too yeah and uh yep. this thing just like instantaneous like like this thing would look like it could break the sound barrier how fast that spinner bait disappeared 
It's like poof, whole spinnerbait's gone down its throat. And I'm like, boom. And it just, the spinnerbait came out of its mouth. And this, and the, and the bowfin just sat there. I'm like, it didn't scare it. It didn't react. I pulled the spinnerbait out of its skull and like it. So I missed him. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh shit. So then I cast again. Same thing. It hit it twice. Like, you know, probably know, at least it seems like most of the time with snakeheads, if you miss it, it's game over. Um, the bullseye snakeheads are that way for damn sure. But uh, again, this thing completely engulfed the spinnerbait. I had a trailer hooks on and everything. And it was all the way down. And again, this time I'm like, I'm going to reel down till I feel fish then set. And it was like two little head shakes, spit the lure, and it was gone. I just, I, I, I didn't seal that. I just fumbled it. It's I something with her mouth. I'm telling you, man, both in mouths are hard. Yeah. They're different. They're different. Like <laughs> I, 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 I've had so many situations where the same thing happened. Uh, even with cut bait too, like, like, mm -hmm. like I'm using a bait runner, right? So it starts clicking, click, 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 click. All right, here we go. Real downfield pressure. Boom. I mean, I've done it all from, you know, you name it. All different kinds of hooks, but they 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 can be tricky, man. I don't know what yeah. it is. They it do is have weird. a weird mouth, you know. They they, do. That's I've, had, I've, I've had the best luck with smaller hooks. A lot of people use, I think, too big of a hook, but I'll use like yeah. a one aught size octopus hook, and that's that's like my go-to hook. But um, but I anyway, I want to stay on the frog thing, and we'll relate yeah. this too. Bowfin on frogs has always been a weird one to me. Like, the, obviously they'll do it. They'll happily eat eat a frog. Oh, yeah. But um, it's weird. Like I said, I've I've caught them in frogs in a lot of different states. But I've I've always found that like they don't like to, not not like a snakehead where they'll like bomb across the top of the water, wake on it from 10, 15 feet away. I've never seen bowfin do that. It's always like the the lure has to come over like right over yes. us. Yes. Yes. The only time I've seen it, it was so out of character, was in Virginia when I was trying to catch snakeheads. It was funny. We kept catching everything other than snake. We catch a blue catfish on frogs. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> like, what the hell? Where are the snakeheads? Everything else is eating it. long nose gar, bass, freaking catfish, bowfin. <laughs> Couldn't catch a damn snakehead. And anyway, it's the only place I've seen where we had bowfin, like, like come across like these little cuts from 10 feet away and just murder the lures. But it's a weird fish. It's, it's weird to kind of compare and contrast the two only because they look a little bit similar, but um, I don't know, man, I, I feel like they're two I, different fish, but they are, they are. The one thing I love about both and snakeheads do it too, uh, is the way that they're like when, when they get fired up, when that lure is coming by, how they're what's the word undulate, undulate how it yes to, yeah i love that man i yeah. love when they start doing i i can't stand people who call them trash fish it's like once you learn about bowfin and how long they've been on our planet and yeah. how they ha how they haven't had to change and like they're true like le legit living fossils and it's like how can you not respect that that's why when people are like trash oh, they're trash or this or that like no, they're definitely not trash. They're badass. Mm -hmm. You're a dumbass yeah. for thinking that they're trash. Yeah. I feel like uh, that mentality is slowly going away. I think it's, so, it's, so, too. It's, it's so nice living in Florida. I mean, I caught them in South Carolina and Virginia and Arkansas and Texas and Oklahoma. And you get a little bit more of that trash fish thing there. 
but it's like Florida is like such a melting pot of like different ideas and cultures. And like, yeah. you got all these different kinds of fish. Everybody just seems like they accept every kind of fish down here. It's like such a breath of fresh air, but um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's always I hate fun. Seeing, I hate seeing those guys. Uh, like I get it. Bow fishing is a, is a popular thing and it's, it's growing and all, but like, I can't stand when I see someone shoot a giant gar. Like, and oh, they yeah, just yeah. kill a big, like one of the big giant alligator guards. The alligator like, guard, yeah. Like, that's different there. Are, like, I, I know. I'm just, I get it. I get the guys that are into it, like, especially yeah. the snakeheads. These guys are eating them. They're doing it like, cool. Have, yeah. They're having fun. All right. It's not my thing, but cool. I just don't understand why kill a six foot long alligator gar. Like, like what, like, dude, like you just, you're not eating the freaking yeah, thing. No, you're no, not, no. Hell no. It's just, pure, that's purely like trophy hunting there. That's like, yeah, I'm I want to shoot something that. big. Yeah. Um, I, I try to not be like the anti bow fishing guy. It's just too yeah, easy. Me too. Of a, me too. Uh, you gotta me be too. reasonable with it because bow no. fishing in like in, in and of itself, like by nature is not designed for doing that. It's like, if you're just talking about the act of shooting a fish with a bow, that in and of itself isn't a bad thing. It's just, it's more so the act of killing, like, like woefully beyond what you need to do. And yeah. unfortunately, I mean, I hate to say it, my personal experience watching, like when I have encountered bow fishing, it's unfortunate. It's never been a good thing. And I hate to say, I, I'm as reasonable as they come. I never like to say ban this, ban that. But that is a community of people uh, I don't even, I wouldn't even call it fishermen. It's a community of outdoorsmen that has got to start policing their own because in this whole, I wouldn't even say like woke day and age, people are just more sensitive to just like killing shit now yeah. more than ever before. Those guys are going to have to start. I don't know, dude. Like when I have watched them like killing shit, by filling the bottom of the boat, blatantly dumping them back in the water. My dude, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I try to not give those people too hard of a time. <laughs> the alligator Same. gar one's a little bit different, but the, the fact of the matter is like the state agencies and stuff all see it our way. Like the, the provisions, and the protections have already been put in place in most of these places. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Texas. Um, they've already, <clears throat> they've already put these protections in place to where, um, you know, you can only take, you can only harvest one fish per day. That's over. I don't even know what four five, six feet in length. Now they're talking about shutting off the season altogether during spawning periods. I mean, the walls are closing in around those guys and they got to understand it's not because a bunch of soft ass fishermen are bitching and crying. It's because their own idiots that might be outliers are broadcasting to the world, how dumb they are with these photos or piles of them dead on the side of the interstate at the boat ramp. It's in like, they put them in the, the big piles of them dead. And like the most public places where like recreational boaters who might be there for their families, that just want to enjoy a day on the water, yeah. see a pile of dead ass fish. And they're like, the Karens are on board. The Bobs are on board. They're calling the local agency saying, shut yeah. this down. They're it up for everybody. They got to realize, man, it's going to start with them policing their own. Uh, but anyway, yeah. um, but I want to get back on track. Um, 
with the frog eaters thing, just coming full circle back on frog eaters. Um, yeah. how awesome of a group that you've put together. And, um, it's good that it's, it's adapted, it's evolved. Um, and, and the video thing that now that's one I'll be anxiously waiting on. I love the skate video reference. And we talked about this <laughs> before we started, yeah. cause I was, so, I was embedded in the skate culture for a little, for a little while, like, you know, my middle school days. And I just, I remember them, that grunge style, like where, where it was like a montage of different guys, exactly, um, just tearing it up in their own respective neighborhoods and stuff to do something like that with fishing. I don't know. I'd never thought about that, but on like a global scale where you're like panning from Asia to Australia, to South America, to Europe, to North America. And even within North America, you got like the Northeast culture fishing. You got like the Southern boys, like to put all that shit together. I'm like, that's never been done. You gotta, you know, yeah. Well, well you, I got, you, I have the whole frog eaters thing trademarked. Yeah. I legally own it and all that stuff. So no one's taken that from me, but uh, yeah, the, it's already in the making. Uh, we just have um, the whole thing is, 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 editing it all together and it's going to take a lot of time because yeah. we're talking about gosh you know so we have a large team i want everyone to participate i already know that it's not going to happen where it's 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 one thing i've learned that you know because before i started all this i was never someone's boss and i don't want to say like i am someone's boss now but i never had like a i don't know even like a leadership role where like i was kind of in charge of you know so that that was a learning curve in its in itself. I I watched YouTube videos to learn how to be better at it, you know. And um, yeah, <laughs> just because it's it's hard to get a whole group of people to get on the same page, and yeah. especially when there's one vision and you want to try and get it, you know. And and again, we we all work together, and I value every single person on the team's feedback. And they, some of the guys on the and girls uh, on the team. Um, they've come up with some great ideas and, um, you know, so it's, it's awesome. Cause when you have a bunch of like-minded people that share the same passion and not only just share it, but are super passionate about it, yeah, it, it's, it, it gets, you know, once we start talking, the creativity starts flowing and, um, that's the whole beauty about it all. Like I, I don't want to just fish. I kind of want to create something that everyone can um so so that everyone can experience and and really understand what it is that I love about frog fishing you know yeah and and um and that's kind of in a nutshell what we're trying to to, to bring to the table here and 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 you know and of course I'm going to continue to promote frog fishing through the brand and through the things like we 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 have a TikTok started going to venture over there eventually I hate that fucking whole thing about it, everything <laughs> about TikTok, but, but it's like, if, if you want to continue to grow and uh, you know, you, you got to take advantage of these different platforms. Um, mm -hmm. Especially if you're working with other companies, the more following you have, the more, you know, they're going to pay you too. You know, let's be real. Yeah. Let's be honest. And uh, fortunately through this whole frog eaters thing, I've, I've had, you know, was able to, uh set up a couple deals so it's not like it's just you know i'm not making all tons of money or nothing like that but 
it's been a fun little thing where my passion for frog fishing has turned into a way to, you know, I mean, you name a frog, I probably own it. You know, I got, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just really cool. And I, I never imagined it to get to where it was, but early, early on when it started catching on and started growing, it was like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we, you know, got on board with spro you know because at the time back then i was like spro spro everything yeah <laughs> and then boom you know but by, by the time we hit five thousand followers we've had we started a relationship with spro and then it was like man wouldn't it be cool to create our own frog or get in with a company and design a frog and then you know i was just so happened to be at a fishing show at a tackle shop or it was a uh this really cool thing that this tackle shop up in Columbia PA has it's called Susquehanna Fest. And, uh, you know, I go, I, I walk in and the owners of Mullocks were there and, uh, you know, we got to talking and one thing led to another and exchanged information and became friends. And, you know, next thing you know, they yeah. reached out and wanted to design something. So, well, I would think that so it, cool. I, I would think that any one of these brands that specializes in, I don't know, uh, manufacturing a topwater lures especially frogs is going to want to get their product in front of as many consumers as they can so i mean if nothing else <clears throat> the fact that you built <laughs> such like recognizable like i said early in the beginning of this conversation I, I mean i can't look at like snakehead stuff or topwater fishing things anywhere without stumbling across something frog eaters related and if i'm a marketing manager and I know that like I can give you my product and you're going to put it in front of 60,000 people from all over the world. It's just a no brainer move. So that's, that's pretty awesome. And <clears throat> I like the fact that you're coming at this too, from like, uh, you know, it's easy as an angler to just want to like enjoy the fishing for yourself. And I think a lot of people, you can tell the people who do that. Like you can tell when this is about, I'm the star here. This is about me garnering my following and building my name and my brand is my name. But it's another thing when you're trying to promote like the sport or you're trying to promote a, a niche side of the sport or you're trying yeah. to promote a certain species like a snakehead that's in desperate need of like, I don't know, a, a shift in perception. So to be like that voice and a person that's pushing that is is big because you could very easily just sit back and just do shit for yourself. Yeah, no, anyway. that's why I like I like the team we have right now. It's a it's it's uh, we got a good group of, of uh, good group of a great team that are uh, we all work very well together too, which makes it so much easier. You know, we don't have. Um, you know, no, no big headed, no, you know, no, no one that's all about me, me, me or nothing like that. Um, so I, I was in a bad car accident back in 2011 and it took me a, uh, a couple few years to recover to where I was able to function, I guess, somewhat normal again. I was uh, a quadriplegic. I had no use of my arms or my legs. Uh, after I broke my neck and I, um, I had the, man, they told me I would never walk again. So it took, uh, like over, a, over a year before I could finally walk again. But, um, but yeah, now I'm, I can walk, run, jog, do all kinds of stuff. Um, but 
the reason why I brought that up is because for a while, like that's, you know, I've always been a fan of fishing, always loved fishing. Well, after I got hurt, I had a lot of time on my hands. Mm. So I went fishing. <laughs> yeah, I went fishing all the time. And that, <laughs> that's what I would do. And it's funny, even in the in the early stages, I remember my mom wheeling me to a pond so in my wheelchair so I could fish, you know. But um, you know, for the longest time I was always wondering, like, what am I gonna do with my life now that I got hurt? You know, and um, you know, that that I like I said earlier, I left that this all out. I should have I should have uh, mentioned it, but I um, you know, I joined all these bass clubs and all that. And, um, and, uh, after, you know, I, I, I always wanted to be involved in something with fishing, you know, yeah. I just thought how cool would it be if I could figure out a way, you know? And, um, that's another a reason why frog eaters came about. It was because of like, just me just kind of trying to think like, what can I create that's not been done that I can do, like put my twist on what I love about fishing and, so, yeah, man, it's been a crazy ride, you know, to to have a life changing injury, uh, you know, in like your prime too. I was 29 years old when it happened, so it was um, definitely an eye opening experience. And uh, I, uh, you know, you, you hear that all the time, like, was it meant to be or whatever? Like, as crazy and effed up as it sounds. Like, I don't know why, but I think that like, that was a huge part of my life that molded me into the person I am. Yeah. 100%. Because even since then I, I do that. I work with uh, other spinal cord injury patients that have recently been injured and I offer uh, like a mentorship. It's called yeah. a peer mentor. So anyone who's coming out of the hospital, who's been injured with a spinal cord injury, they try to pair me up with people that will walk again. And they they always try and pair me up with young guys. Uh, and uh, so basically, I'm just a shoulder they can lean on where they can ask me anything that they want. I mean, anything. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, that's all of that. I, that's a huge piece of why frog eaters, but I forgot to mention. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride, man. And I'll tell you, uh, frog eaters has... Uh, I've created so many friendships through frog eaters with guys from all over the place. You know, I see yeah. that you just had Corey on, you know, yeah. like, you know, like <laughs> through, through the, you know, him and I, like I've talked to him so many times and, and we both share the same love and like that, that guy, that dude, I, if you ask me, I think he's the best snakehead fisherman in, in the world. Uh, I completely agree. A dude's yeah. on a completely like uh, otherworldly level. Yeah, I, I've told him yeah. that too, and, and he's super humble. He's super. He is. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't think he it, wants to it, hear it. <laughs> no, nah, but he 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 is he is something special, man. To 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 beat no one i repeat absolutely no one in the planet has ever done what he's done with a fit like who beats their own record and like the dude is just an animal yeah, like a half a dozen times yeah yeah it's and astonishing then, so like, learning about him and and getting to talk to him and and like and and there's a whole bunch of guys out yeah. there that that i could uh you, you know start name name dropping but but um 
It's incredible, man. Yeah. It's incredible. And it's, it's and it's super cool that this fish, you know, snakehead, whatever, that how it's connected me with so many people. Yeah. And uh I'm super I mean, I'll I'm very, very grateful for it. Uh well, it's it's really it, cool. That that's one thing that, that nobody can deny. Like the like snakehead, I get you have to call it community is yeah. gotta be one of the most like tight nip. I well, I think you know what I think it is. I think it's there's the element of like you have something to fight for. Like oh, I yeah. don't know, man. Like the snakehead has got its back against the wall, so it's like when you're in the snakehead, like I don't know, realm. It's like you have something to. It's like you have a cause that makes sense. Yeah. There's not a lot of fish where yeah. you feel like you've got a cause to like fight for in the fishing world um and you know i dabble in a little bit of that with even some of our native fish that are considered like the trash fish but it's that's not even the same when you start i mean the snakehead it might be lowest to the low I, I, not lowest to low but like they might be in a deep the deepest hole of any fish in the country so it's like man you really got like a cause so when you pair up with another guy who like sees the yeah. same way it's like oh okay yeah to, we're on the, we're on the same team you know yeah yeah <laughs> I used to advocate for them and I used to like, you know, if I seen somebody online saying, Oh, you know, you can't release something. And, and I would try to educate. And then I, yeah. One day I got to a point and I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like these no. fish don't need my help. They don't need me being their, their, uh, their voice. And, you know, cause being hands-on with for as long as I have, I feel like I'm one of the early guys in this whole snakehead thing. And um, I, you just see so much misinformation, so, uh, so many people just spewing garbage, just just absolute bullshit. And, and yeah. it's like, and it's some so like sometimes I find myself where it's like, come on, do you truly believe that? It's like, oh well, that they they said to kill every one of them because it's I'm yeah. like, yeah, I get that, I get that, but like some people get really carried away with it. And, mm -hmm. uh, I found for like, uh, like I said, back in like 2018, 2019, even I would try and come to their defense and be like, well, no, like they're really not that bad. If you know, da, 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 whatever it may be. Yeah. I, I don't even get involved. No, the, the internet wars are like a waste of time, especially Absolute waste of time. I think you, especially, I mean, I've caught enough of them to know you only have to catch a few of them <clears throat> to realize how inevitable their like acceptance is. And once you realize like the train is only picking up speed, like the, it's a snowball effect, you know, you don't even have to engage in the arguments because you're like, well, you know what time is on the side of the snakehead at this point. Cause it's, a, it's an inevitable thing. They're going nowhere. <clears throat> the groups of people that love them <clears throat> are only growing in numbers. So it's like, <clears throat> you're sitting back watching that ticker grow. It's like, yeah, no, I don't have to funny. argue against you because you're going to become the minority in due time. It, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, that it's going to happen. So there's no point in fighting. So are you familiar? Are you familiar with the, um, the fishing game? Uh, the guy from Virginia, his name is John Odenkirk. Odenkirk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's been like yeah. The I love guy. listening to him him talk uh, and him talk about snakeheads because yeah, he articulates it really well. He does very well. He puts it in, you know, he makes it very easily. You know, you can truly understand what he's talking about. Now, everywhere you go, it's going to be different, but 
you know, when when you listen to him talk and you and you see what he's witnessed and what he's and, and this is a guy that's had put more hands on snakeheads than anybody else in the whole entire country. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's like when you hear a guy like him, and and, and even here, I'm sure you've seen some of the videos on YouTube. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. Where he's like, you know, now he's like, we got anglers coming up to us saying, "Hey, we need to put limits on these things. We need to do this. We need to do that." Yeah. And, it, and it's <laughs> funny, you know, and it's how ten years ago everyone's like, "Kill, kill, 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 kill," and now it's like, "Hey, we want to protect these things because we don't want to lose them." And it's it's just weird. And again, it's all in time. It's going to take time. People are going to slowly adapt. You're always going to have people that are never going to accept them because they're not native and they're always going to hate them. And I respect that. I understand that. I do. You know, I, I um, <laughs> you know, the great I, I, irony behind those people that do that, they're the same ones that would just as soon throw a gar on the bank stomp yeah. a bowfin's head in yeah. they don't give a rat's ass about native this they're the same guys that'll dump shit in the water throw trash on the ground they don't well, care about the environment like <laughs> ain't nobody buying that and, then, but, and the other thing too is what i the other comical thing is like a lot of the, a lot of bass fishermen uh especially up here it's like you know Two, three hundred years ago, there were no bass in most of these waters. They were put there. Oh yeah. Like, so it's like it's almost <laughs> like the same. I don't know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Though it's like the new kid in town. You know, people people don't want to uh, accept them yet until whatever. I don't know, but it's uh, it's funny. It's funny. I, I, now, like I said, I've been been doing this for a while now. I've I've but there's it's the tables have have turned. I feel like there's way less people that are just all about strictly about killing now. I, I feel like now you can actually have a legit conversation with someone and, and um, uh, whereas before it was automatically like, no, they, they were just scared to death, you know? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's wild. It's wild how much controversy a fucking fish can cause just by showing up in an area where it wasn't born, where it, you know, yeah, not native. Well, it's one of those things where everything I've read shows that there's not been an economic impact from the fish. They're they're not like so. On the flip side of that, I think if a day ever comes that there's an economic benefit from them, if enough anglers get to a point where they're traveling and converging on these areas and spending money to do it, that that's when you'll see maybe some provisions taking place and some protections. You see that with the peacock bass here in Florida, I mean, they're just as like crazy out of control as anything. I, I would argue, and me and Corey talked about this, they, they are so much more prone to get everything else up. Like nothing can compete with a peacock bass. They're way more aggressive. They'll travel in these massive schools. They'll overwhelm everything in their path. They spawn out of control, but because they're beautiful and they're called bass, it's different. And so mm -hmm. it's like, you know, they'll be, they've got protections on them. Uh, you know, the state is even intentionally stalking them in areas. It's like, if there's an economic benefit, money talks, money will change everything. But, but um, man, I, I know we've talked about some of the social sites and what I can appreciate about it. And I know we talked about this a little bit is 
you've got almost 70,000 followers on like Instagram. Like that's the easy, like that's the easy landing page. But what I love is you're not going to find anybody acting like a little shithead. There's no silly gimmicks. You're not clearly, you're not like, I don't know. You must be vetting out what you're putting on there really well, because there's not a lot of that clickbaity sort of like shock value stuff. That's like, you're, you're desperate for clicks and follows. It's just authentic sharing of people catching awesome, diverse kinds of fish while throwing frogs. And we've talked about it (laughs) extensively during this conversation, but just remind people who are listening where they might be able to go on Instagram, Facebook. You mentioned TikTok, a website. I don't know if you have a .com or anything like that. I don't know if you have your own domain, uh, merchandise. I see the hat. That's a whole other conversation. I have the domain now. We're we're about to build the website. It's coming soon, but just and then I went from like twenty thousand followers to uh, like I, I don't know over fifty. And by the time I checked again, but yeah. So um, so no website yet. It's coming. We do have a frog eaters dot shop if you wanted to go check out. If you wanted to get yourself a hat or uh, you know a t shirt, a hoodie, stuff like that. Um, there will be a, a website soon. And again, it's it's going to have from the website, I'll have links to everything else. It's going to be real uh, community based. We're going to have a fun little uh, area where we're going to do uh, little blogs, where we're going to do some write some articles and stuff like that. We're going to have links to uh, different team members and we're going to have links to, you know, videos and stuff like that. It's it's all in the works, man, and you know it's 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 just a tough thing because uh, I'm a single father. My 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 two kids live with me, so it's it's hard to juggle life, fishing, you know, your hobbies, your fun, your this and that, and you know when everything needs money, it's like okay, well I got to pay this first, and then it really make my life easier. But anyways. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great though, and uh, you know, so far the way it's gone, I wouldn't change anything. Um, you know, it's it's been a fun ride to do this all organic. You know, I didn't, I never paid anybody or none of that stuff. It's just word of mouth, uh, creating a fun uh, community, and it's all positive. You know, we don't yeah none of that, none of negative stuff. Uh, that, that like even you know, like we just spoke about how so many people hate the snakeheads. You know. We still get that a lot. Anytime I share a snakehead picture or, or a video of someone catching a snakehead, you're going to get your handful of comments of people that want to, you know, spread hate and all that. So I don't feed into it. There's no point. It just, uh, you know, so far, excuse me, we've, uh, you know, I figured out the blueprint for this thing. And, and like I said before, it's like, just got to keep the fire alive, you know, yeah. just keep on feeding the fire, creating new videos. You know, I, I, I'm very fortunate because of this thing. I probably, there's probably not a single person on the planet earth that gets sent more top water videos than me. Um, <laughs> you know, I honestly, there's weeks where I'll literally get hundreds of them. I, I'm just not just videos, but just pictures, you know, yeah. from little kids, little kids <laughs> yeah. that are like eight, eight years old saying, Hey, share my picture. I caught this with my dad to guys in Indonesia catching oscillated snakeheads. You know, you know what they are? You ever see one of them? I think so. They're but so cool, man. Anyway, man, I agree. 
We're going to wind this thing down. Um, man, Tom, I guess we're going to cut it loose here. I'll hit, right, brother. I'll hit the stop recording button and we may chat for a little bit afterwards just to recap okay. a few things. But uh, yeah, dude, appreciate you coming on here. That was, was really awesome when I've had a couple of snakehead guys on, but, but um, they, they can't get enough people giving them exposure. So um, appreciate it. Love what you're doing and, and we'll be in touch, man. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, for Pleasure. sure. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to boundless pursuit. Tune in each week as we bring stories and insight from uniquely talented anglers and outdoorsmen. And if you enjoyed this show, I want to hear from you. Be sure to leave a five-star review as this is going to drive the growth and exposure of this show. And if you have feedback or guest suggestions, I would love to hear from you. And you can reach me at boundlesspursuitfishing at gmail.com. For all other collections of media and contact information, please visit www.boundless-pursuit.com. 